In a culture of people focused on self-glorification, personal gain, and Instagram over experiences, to truly serve God, love people, and tell your own story, well that, that is living boldly. Over these next few minutes, we want to explore what living for God in this crazy culture looks like and how we can daily make that choice to live bold. Welcome to the Live Bold Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Live Bold Podcast. I hope you guys are having a great one. I am your host, Harold, and sitting across the microphone and across the country, I guess, from me is Christian. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> How are you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. You know, getting excited for Christmas. As soon as Thanksgiving was over, turn the Christmas radio on. That's how that works. Oh, you're one of those people I see. I am. I am. (laughs) You know what? I honestly can't hate on you for that too much because you waited until Christmas. I mean, it's Christmas season. As soon as Thanksgiving's over, that's okay in my book. If you're one of those people that is after Halloween and you go straight to Christmas, I'm upset because you skipped a whole holiday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that bad. (laughs) But yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, Courtney, my wife, wore uh, a Christmas shirt on Friday after Thanksgiving. So, I mean. Yeah, Sunday I led songs in an ugly Christmas sweater. So, you know, it's great. How did that go over? Everyone loved it, actually. They want me to wear it again. So, you know. (laughs) That's great. I'm I mean, I'll support that. I support that a lot. So, well, I mean, I think that fits right in with today's topic. So if you guys are listening at home, um, you might be catching on. We're going to talk about Christmas a little bit this week on the podcast. And so if you guys have any comments on the things we talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Even if it's after the episode, we'd still love to hear the feedback and what you guys thought about some of these things we talk about. So best ways to connect with us is totally on our website, liveboldpodcast.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at Live Bold Podcast. Uh, check us out, communicate with us. And of course, we love to have those supporters and that conversation. And those of you who support us on a financial monthly basis as well, you rock. You rock. So thank you for listening. So Christian, Christmas season, it's officially December. It's a few That's days right. into December. 24 days. And... Christmas, it's 2020, so hopefully Christmas can redeem us one little bit here at the <laughs> end, right? Well, okay, so this, I know, I knew as soon as we decided that we were going to talk about this, this episode is a uh, just a whole bunch of controversy waiting to happen, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure exactly what you want to talk about, but I'm going to throw it over into your court and... I think what we're going to talk about today is Christmas when it comes to us as Christians and the church a little bit. So what are you thinking? Where are you going with Christmas this week? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I really, around this time, I've noticed a lot of people treating Christmas as a consumer mentality. Um, And it has gotten worse and worse and worse. You see it in the stores. They start selling Christmas stuff around Halloween or after Halloween. Yeah. and. And um, what I've noticed from that is that it, it really loses the meaning of what Christmas is and what why we celebrate Christmas and why we pick that day to celebrate Jesus's birth. 
Um, you know, there there could be debates all day long whether or not you know he's born. He probably wasn't born on December twenty fifth, but yeah. we pick that day to celebrate his birth, um, and that's cool because it, it, you know that takes a time out of the year every year to celebrate the birth and God's greatest gift to mankind. Um, uh, I was putting up the new church sign today, and yeah. one of the slogans was um, "An unplanned pregnancy saved the world." Whoa! And I was like, "Wow, I really like that." And I was like, "Good job, marketing." No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, was, <laughs> Good job, marketing a, department. <laughs> no, it was a great, it was a great uh, like phrase there. I thought that was really cool because just so much has happened from this one little birth. You know, we there's a reason we can live and a reason we can be Christians is because of that birth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I kind of want to go in that direction a little bit and talk about how consumerism has threatened, and I don't want to say threatened because that's such a heavy word, but has miscued the meaning of what uh, Christmas is today. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds awesome. And I'm glad that we get to talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, I'm going to throw it right back to you here in a few minutes, uh, a few seconds here, Christian. But basically, I just want to cover a few things that Christian talked about. I think... For all of us um, Christians, we we know that Christmas is a time when we celebrate Christ's birth. And maybe after Christian talks about consumerism, we'll dig into that a little bit more. But, And I mean, if you really want to be scholarly, <laughs> Christian's absolutely right. Like, this is probably not the exact time of the year that Christ was born. Um, it, it seems like he was you know, divinely conceived in the late March time. So that does not put him into a Christmas baby, if, if that makes sense to you guys. So yeah. most people say, you know, this actually scholarly is not when Christ was born, but it is the time, Christian's absolutely right. It is the time when all of the world, and especially here in America, it's a moment in the year that we celebrate at its essence Christ's birth and it's become a lot more than that and that's what Christian's going to talk about is how it's sadly become different than yeah. that but just taking the moment <clears throat> is saying yes this time of year is when we celebrate Christ's birth Jesus coming to this earth yeah at a, as a baby yeah so <clears throat> to get into it a little bit um so to speak when I and I and and I noticed this actually this year walking through Walmart you know I'm mm-hmm. trying to get Christmas presents but I'm terrible at buying them um, on time. I'm usually like, oh, it's Christmas Eve. I probably should go get gifts. <laughs> That's usually me. That's too late. Um, it's too late. Yes. Um, but I noticed it. I went in after Halloween because they always have like the clearance stuff. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah. cool. I can get like a sword or something for the youth group or something. Some, some weird thing like that. Spoken like youth, youth ministers. Minister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and walking in there, looking at the clearance, I walked two aisles over from the clearance and Halloween and there's Christmas stuff. And I'm like, yep. It's November 1st. I was yeah. like, what in the world? And, you know, I think I think really the meaning of Christmas has been gift-giving. Um, sure. And that is a double-edged sword. That can be great. Gift-giving is a great thing. And, I mean, God gave us the greatest gift of all time. Absolutely. Um, but it can also be a dangerous thing because we can use the holiday of Christmas to sell stuff. Oh, marketing, yeah. um, it, you know, you were, you were, you did marketing a little bit, Harold, and, and Christmas is prime for marketing. Absolutely. People. Because... Everyone, like you look at the commercials, you just look at a commercial for a second, look at a commercial in like Target or something, and it talks about, oh, come get these latest toys and stuff, and like mm-hmm. shows families opening up gifts together. And what that is doing is it's generating interest in Christmas. It's generating interest in buying things 
so that your kid can be as happy as the kid that is on TV, which is never possible. Uh, well, but it's, it's a fake kid. <laughs> it's because a fake kid, you know, he's, he's, he's paid money in that commercial. To yeah. look, you know. <laughs> not real, but not real. Yeah. But I, I think of what the true story was and I want to dig into a little bit about what the true story is. We could talk all day about, about sure. marketing, about what, you know, people do that's wrong about it. But at the end of the day, this is a day that is celebrated and actually was started um, probably early medieval times, somewhere mm-hmm. around there, um, as Christ Mass. You know, it was, it was yep. the, the, the church thought, oh, we're going to have a time where we set aside this time to think about Jesus, think about the, his birth. And what I see in a lot, of, a lot of churches is sometimes we get a little too close-minded around Christmas time. Um, and we tend to not want to bring up, um, like we bring up Jesus, but we're more focused on how can I get a gift for someone that's going to wow them this year, you know, and how can I get a gift that's going to, um, make someone like really happy. And in the end of the day, that's not what it's about. What I want to talk about a little bit. And I talked about in my other podcast, it's just so much overlapping. Anyway, um, uh, Joseph, um, was considered what was called a Sadiq. Okay. And what a Sadiq was in Hebrew culture was someone who was a righteous man. Mm. Okay. Gotcha. He, he was someone who followed the Torah, followed the kosher laws, literally did everything a good Jewish man was supposed to do. Okay. So Jewish, Jewish, Joseph. Wow. <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> anyway, Joseph is the prime example of what a Jew is supposed to look like. So we got that under control. And he finds out, you know, when he finds out that Mary's pregnant, his first thought is not, oh, yeah, let's go. Awesome. It's I, how can I send you away? And in Jewish culture, sending away is basically separating from someone. Yeah. Um, but he wants to send her away in a way that's not going to shame her because under Jewish law, if you were caught, if you seduced a man or something, you would be stoned to death. Um, if you were um, if something else happened where it wasn't your fault, you and the other person would be stoned. It, um, it was on the level of. of- prostitution exactly exactly in a sense and why yeah right and why i bring that up is because joseph risked his reputation mm-hmm. he risked his reputation to to literally help mary bear this child yeah. like not help her but like help her as in like take her to you know the the manger and all that to, stuff to be a which, father of a, of a baby that exactly he knew wasn't his but you know yeah supposedly was from god yeah. <laughs> right and Joseph risked um, being under what was called the Amha Aretz. The Amha Aretz was the people in society that were lazy. Okay, so they picked these people that were like the Amha Aretz would be like your slackers of the day. They didn't follow Jewish laws really well. They didn't, you know, it'd be like me in a math class. Like I didn't go through all the laws really well of math. Um, but they didn't go through all the laws of their Jewish customs. You know, they didn't really pay their tithing at the mm. temples. They didn't, you know. So All this other stuff. It would be on. It'd be on par with, uh, maybe, maybe even more so. Actually, it'd be like us labeling a bad Christian. It'd be like them labeling a bad Jew because they exactly. didn't do the exact right thing. Exactly, exactly. And so, um, I'm reading a book right now by Scott McKnight um, that I'm also teaching for class called Jesus Creed, and okay. he talks about this story of Joseph and Mary and how they lost their reputation but gained an identity. Absolutely. And I love that. I love that because Joseph risked losing his reputation as a Sadiq, as a righteous man, to be 
to find identity in something that's even greater than him, you know, something that's so much greater. And we see throughout Jesus's young life, you know, he's teaching, he's teaching at the age of 12. I wish, I wish I could have done that, yeah. you know? And, and, and Joseph, yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's not even the fact that Joseph risked um, being the outcast, right? It's, it was a guarantee. It was a he guarantee that, yeah, yeah he, he chose that, yes, I will be, because there's no way mm-hmm. he's still in the inner circle of, of right. a good Jew when his wife, his unmarried wife, or his, his fiance, we would say, is already yeah. pregnant with child. That just and, doesn't and, work. <laughs> and something else that baffles me is Mary's so young here. Yeah. You know, we never really think of that. She's, I don't know, like around 14, 14? or 15, I think. 14, yeah, 14, something like that. She's 14 years old. And, and you know, to think about that in America, we're like, Wait, what? Yeah, that's not <laughs> American like, way. Woo, you know, but like in, that was super normal in that culture. But like what baffles me is her response. So we get Joseph's response, right? That I'm I'm willing to be in the Amharats group. Okay, I'm willing to be that um, because, you know, he gets, has to be visited by an angel to say, don't don't worry, you know, take mm-hmm. take Mary as your wife. The, the son isn't of any human origin. Um, and what I think when I think of the Magnificat, you know, Mary's song mm. and, and wh- how she responds, that's one of my favorite songs to ever lead in worship. Yeah. But more than that, if you look at it in scripture, you know, my soul magnifies the Lord. It exalts him. Mm-hmm. This is a 14 year old girl yeah, who absolutely. is saying this stuff. Like that baffles me because Mary, if I was Mary, I'd be freaked out. Like, okay, you want me to bear what now? Like what? Like, yeah. I, you know, Absolutely. and that would be for you guys listening at home. That's that's the first chapter in Luke and Magnificat, which is what we we have it labeled probably as is Mary's song. That's that's literally that's what it means in Latin. Right. Yeah. And so it's uh, if you guys want to read that for yourself, it's beautiful. It's Luke chapter mm-hmm. one, verses 43, 46 through 56, uh, 10 verses mm-hmm. really of just like Mary's heart pouring out to the Lord, her heart and soul. And, and what Christian is referring to here is like. Yeah, this was a 14-year-old girl. This was, um, for us American culture, you know, we would consider that a little girl, but yet this mm-hmm. this little girl is bearing, um, bearing her soul to God and saying, I surrender to you, you know, holy is your name, oh God. And so if you guys want to read that for your own, we're going to be probably bulk, the bulk of what we're talking about is in Luke chapter 1 and 2 today. Yeah. Well, what's super cool about the Christmas story is, um, and something uh, my minister here is going to talk about, is we get that other story of John the Baptist being born, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's also a miracle. You know, there's so many miracles around this season, um, and I say season very lightly, the season that that we created to to remember it. We we celebrate celebrate it. You know, I, I, I really appreciate the fact that we understood the importance, or at least the forefathers of, of within the Christian movement understood the importance of Jesus' birth. And, and, you know, if he wasn't born, he couldn't die. You know, so... Absolutely. When it, and <laughs> Obviously. But, uh, you know, when I look at just Joseph's attitude towards this, I want to have that attitude when I'm sharing the gospel with people. Hmm. That yeah. no matter what I say, I may be considered... A Bible thumper. I may be considered in that group of people that aren't cool. You know, we we've coined sure. the term Jesus freak and all these sure. cliche terms, right? But like at the end of the day, Romans 116, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for its power, you know, and it's it's you know, I especially around Christmas time, I make it at a point 
to almost just be straightforward with people and be like, Christmas is a time that I celebrate the birth of someone who knew how to show love better than anyone else, <laughs> you know? And yeah, so I get a little irritated when I see it's just the consumerism side of, of, of Christmas, losing the, the meaning and losing the sacrifice really that Joseph and Mary made, you know? <laughs> well, and I, you know, I, I was wondering if that's the place that we should start. And actually, I'm really, I'm really grateful that you, you brought that idea because what you're saying is you get disappointed in the fact that the consumerism has not only consumed our culture, like uh, yeah. Christmas, you know, giving gifts, the idea of giving <clears throat> gifts and, and correlation to Christmas does come from Jesus received gifts as right. a newborn, right? Yeah. But we have taken that as, as a culture and that's what we, we love about Christmas. And I don't, you know, I think we would, many of us would agree. Yeah, we do love it. Yeah. Um, but what you were getting at was, you know, you're almost disappointed in the fact that Christmas for Christians has become just as much yeah. about um, the materialism, the consumerism, the gifts as it has yeah. been about the birth of Christ. Right. And, and I, yeah, go ahead. I just, you know, <laughs> I, I, I want to think about that aspect of like, yeah, this is this affects Christians and the whole world. The whole world sees it like this, but we see it no differently than the world sometimes. Yeah. Well, and that's that's such a good point. And I think, you know, especially when we have a rough time in the church of like of viewing certain things around Christmas and, and accepting certain things. And one thing that I have always been kind of kind of a component of is look, I love Santa Claus, right? Okay. Obviously <laughs> not, you know. I'm going to go there, but not like, not a real, obviously he's not real. And sorry if any kids are listening to this, but uh, kids turn uh, away for a minute. Guess what? No. But like the, the guy himself, St. Nicholas was uh -huh. a saint of the church um, of the early church. Um, and he did something great. He literally did what Jesus did when it comes to feeding the poor, looking after the sick. He gave gifts as that point. Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to make with that point is we've even turned St. Nicholas yes. <laughs> into an, another way to sell toys. Sure. Um, and I'm not saying that's wrong. And I'm not saying you should go tell your kids that Santa Claus isn't real. I'm saying we need to be careful with that. Just like anything in Christmas, we need to yeah. be careful with allowing the consumerism to bleed through. Do you got any comments on that? I, I don't know where it's going. Well, you know, this is, and this is a hard topic and we haven't touched on it yet. And I'm going right. to dive full in because, you know, I don't know where <clears throat> people are coming from when they're, when they're listening to this, but here's a couple right. yeah. random weird camps that if you're a follower of Christ, you probably land in one of these. You either celebrate Christmas for the birth of Christ, which is what we've been talking about. That's the perspective that we find joy in, right? Mm -hmm. But there's also some of these, these other camps that because it's the incorrect time of Jesus's birth, um, don't celebrate the birth of Jesus at all <laughs> and right. only, and only use this time to celebrate, um, what we've been talking about, consumerism, family time, gift giving, all of these secular attributes of Christmas. And that, that breaks my heart. And I hope that those of you who are listening, you know, you're not offended by me saying this, but Yes, this may be the complete wrong time of Jesus's birth, but it breaks my heart that you will take a holiday 
that has been created to celebrate Jesus and you'll mm-hmm. reject it so much and make it only the, the secular part. Because, I mean, we should embrace every opportunity we, we have to celebrate Jesus. Yeah. And, and so, you know, diving into that is, I, I really, it really breaks my heart when I see people, I see the church, I see Christians not even accepting Christmas. We, we see yeah. that sometimes. Or, or like I just talked about, not accepting the, the Christian part of Christmas, the Christ part, and right. only, only standing on, you know, the worldly part of it. It really, really makes me sad. And I think the reason for most of the time that, we see that is, is just like we started the episode talking about. It's it's not the correct time of Christ's birth, um, but that doesn't mean <laughs> doesn't mean it's not a good time to talk about Jesus. And yeah, and let me bring this to a whole another part of it. Um, you know, as the church, is it not a great time to welcome those people that only step foot into your doors once a year? <laughs> and oh, that's a really good about point. Jesus and. A lot, you know, we think about that, and Christmas is one of the times a lot of people who don't have a typical church um, that they attend will attend a church. Absolutely, because you know they they'll go to Christmas mass or they'll go to someplace else, and 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 if we're rejecting that, we're missing out on a chance to share the gospel with someone. Yeah, and and I really appreciate you bringing that up, and, and it is disheartening that people, you know, go through that and they they kind of just you know. They don't realize what the true meaning of the season is. I'm looking at looking up a lyric right now from so one of my favorite Christmas songs is by Toby Mac and Owl City. And oh, I think I know it's called the the Light of Christmas. Yeah. Um, but there's a there's a little um, line in here. I want to read it to you real quick. It says, um, "And there's a man outside with a bucket and a bell. So like Salvation Army, right? Yeah. Um, um, wants to go home with a story to tell. He's reminding us that this Christmas." has got nothing to do with living for himself. Hmm. That line right there, and you know, it's wrapped, so I'm not going to wrap it, but um, <laughs> um, no pun intended. Anyway. Um, That's, no, great. It's, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's a bad pun. Anyway, um, but I love that because the whole point of the Christmas season, even if, even if you take, if, even if you take Jesus out of it, which you shouldn't, but I'm saying, even if you do, the whole point of it is about giving. Yeah. And in 2020, especially in 2020, there are ways we can give to people. There are ways that we can share the message of Jesus, which in and of itself is a gift. Absolutely. Because a lot of people this year, including myself, have felt moments of fatigue. We talk about COVID fatigue, right? Like, I'm getting tired of this. You know, I'm getting tired of wearing a, putting a mask on when I go to the, you know, (laughs) doing social distance. It's tiring, right? It's a tiring thing. But I know that we're going to get through this because I know that my God is greater than this, mm-hmm. that I have a savior that is greater than this. And what better time than Christmas to share that with people? Absolutely. You know? <laughs> and again, we were, I feel like we, we will offend somebody if this gets in the right ears here, but I mean, that's okay. But as, as church leaders, and I'm, I'm sure Christian, you don't have to deal with this as much as I do. Um, I'm, if you guys don't know, I'm, I'm the preacher, right? So this all kind of rides on me. Every year, there comes a Christmas season at the church. You know, it doesn't, we don't just accidentally skip the last half of December. <laughs> Every year, there, there's the same time. And actually, this year, um, I'm going to be gone. Christmas lands on a, a Thursday this year, right? And I'm going to be gone yeah. the Sunday before. 
And so, and by the time Sunday after three days after Christmas, we're kind of past it. So I'm kind of actually avoiding the, the Christmas Sunday, if you will. And uh, we're going to be gone Christmas Eve and all of that. So there's no mm-hmm. special, I'm not doing anything special this year. Um, which this decision was kind of made for me because of when I was traveling. But I was talking to the gentleman that's going to be preaching and the gentleman that's going to be doing Bible class that Sunday before. And uh, <laughs> the the Bible class, the guy said, I'm going to go through uh, Luke <laughs> chapter one and two, and we're going to talk about the Chris- Christmas Jesus story. And I was like, right on, man. That's that's totally for me. And then the guy that's giving the sermon is going to talk about gifts and our spiritual gifts beyond just, you know, these mm-hmm. worldly gifts. And I was right. like, I really love that. I really love what those guys are doing. But I'm also kind of relieved. I'm grateful that they're actually talking about Christmas, but I'm also relieved that it's not me doing it. And that's really, <laughs> really sad because, you know, I do know of people that sit in my pews that would be <clears throat> extremely <throat> irritated that we're talking about Chris- Christmas. Right. Yep. But then there's the 98% that would, you know, that think a lot like you and I have been talking about of like, let's use this season to glorify Christ and let's, let's bring people in that are already going to come in because it's Christmas. And it just, it scares me and it makes it sad that, <laughs> that there is full on documents and pages and sermons um, from people that I can follow and I would say are, are good studying the Bible. But, you know, there's one place that I like to look for a lot of outlines, and there's a whole sermon on why the church should completely avoid Christmas because it's so, uh, I guess, just because it's wrong and it's it's not scriptural, I, I guess. <laughs> Does that... There, no, uh, no, that makes perfect sense. And I've, I've witnessed that too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I've grown up as a preacher's kid. I witnessed a lot of different things. Um, and I've witnessed some areas where people have had struggles with Christmas and, yeah. you know, and it's really hard to be um, to empathetic to everyone uh, this time of year. Yeah. But I want to share a quote with you by C.S. Lewis and sorry, I keep looking up quotes, but they just keep popping in my head. That's good. But this one says once in our world, a stable had something in it that was bigger than our whole world. And that's by C.S. Lewis. And why I love that quote so much is because even no matter what we think of Christmas, the point is, at once upon a time in that stable, a child was born that's bigger than our arguments, yes. bigger than our divisions, our factions, our, our thoughts and stuff on the issues. And to me, it's all about getting back to, 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 to Jesus, you know, yes. letting him increase and letting me decrease, you know, and I use that verse every time we're on here. <laughs> I think it, it just applies so much. And especially during the Christmas season, when we get so caught up in buying presents for people, worried about whether or not we should celebrate it, rather than why not celebrate it. And that's going to offend some people, and, I, and that's not my intent here. But my intent is to just hmm. think about the impact it does have on people, you know. Absolutely. Well, and, and you know, here's what I'm not saying about Christmas. Um, I'm not saying it's the only time we celebrate Jesus's birth. Definitely not. I think a lot of people might accidentally hear that. And that's not at all true as Christians. um, At the very least, at the very least, we celebrate Jesus's birth every week. As, as Christians, Mm -hmm. we take the Lord's supper communion with the church every week and 
you know, we take the fruit of the vine and which is, is usually juice or wine, right? And we take bread. It's usually unleavened, unleavened because that's unleavened. what <laughs> unleavened, right? That too. <laughs> and we take those elements because that is what Jesus took um, at the Last right. Supper at Passover, right? And but when we take that, we remember that those are those represent Jesus's body and his blood. And so we mm-hmm. automatically think, oh, yeah, Jesus died on the cross for us. But also in that, and I think we forget a lot of times, but we need to constantly remind ourselves when we remember that Jesus died, we remember, we remember. <laughs> his whole life, what he did mm-hmm. for God, the apostles, all of that, all the way back to his birth. And then him mm-hmm. as a child, you know, speaking in the temple all the way back to the birth. And so for Christians, every week at the very least, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And, you know, the Sunday after Christmas is no different than that. We celebrate Jesus' birth in that communion. Um, So we celebrate Jesus dying, living, being born every Sunday, and probably more often for many of us. But coming back to what we were talking about, the celebration or, or the Christmas time is probably our greatest opportunity to share that we celebrate Jesus's birth and death with the rest Definitely. of the world, with the rest yeah. of culture. Um, because whether whether you believe it or not, there is there is pretty strong statistics that say church attendance is up about twenty five percent, at least sometimes double on Christmas morning, right? Or <laughs> especially on those days that you have Christmas on on a actual Sunday. People felt, feel led to come to church because of thinking about Jesus, thinking about Jesus being born. Well, and you think a lot of the, if you think of a lot of the holidays that we celebrate today, a lot of them are based in our, our Christian walk. It's yeah. funny because you look at, you know, Halloween and a lot of churches are like, what Halloween? <laughs> I, I don't know. But again, consumerism has turned Halloween into what yeah. it wasn't originally intended for. It was all Halloween's Eve, right? Where all the saints would give alms for the church to help with feeding the poor and feeding the sick. You think of Christmas, a similar thing of remembering Jesus being born, Easter, remembering Jesus being risen, but consumerism has changed that. So it's yeah. not just Christmas that consumerism has touched. Yeah. Okay. It's not just the, the holiday at Christmas. I think what I've been trying to say, at least throughout this podcast, is that we have an opportunity throughout every holiday we look at, mm-hmm. but especially Christmas, to share that, hey, there was a gift he was born, Absolutely. he rose, he died, and he died for you. Absolutely. So come open this gift with me, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and I think I think we, it, it really does take a moment of refocus for us to share that with people, to not be caught up in all of the church politics things or if this is the right time or if the, the holiday yeah. came from whatever. But instead, let's just refocus and say, hey, the rest of the world, I'm a Christian. I believe yeah. that Jesus did you know, was born of God. And I I do believe his whole life to his his death and resurrection. This is the greatest little tidbit we are given in our culture. The greatest open door. People are literally swinging the doors open for us to tell them about their Jesus because we're celebrating him as a culture. And I just hate for us to miss that. Yeah, no, I do too. And, you know, I, I love you bringing up the idea of we get so caught up in church politics. You know, that happens a lot, not just with the, the topic of Christmas, but any topic we bring up in the church, there's going to be politics around yeah, sure. it, right? That's just, that's how the world works, you know, and especially with Christmas. And, and that's what makes it so challenging for ministers mm-hmm. um, when it comes around this time, because no matter what you do, you're going to offend someone. 
Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and it, and at the end of the day, it's hard. Yeah. You know, and it's hard. It's hard to please everyone. But I think the one message we can know around Christmas time is that there was this guy named Jesus. We He was born. He is alive, you know, and so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't think we have too much more to say about it. And I, I, I don't. Think, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I think some people will think we're oversimplifying it. But I think a lot of times when we think about the um, the gospel message and we think about Jesus's point and, and God's whole plan, it really is mm. more simple than we try and confuse it up to be sometimes. Right. And I think yeah. that is probably the case with, you know, celebrating the birth of Christ as well. It's really simple, more simple than we try and make it be. It's, it's not mm-hmm. about all this other stuff, but instead it really is like, you know, Jesus was born. And he was born a virgin birth. That is incredible. Let's talk about it that. That is incredible. And yeah. and it didn't just stop there. He wasn't just a miracle baby, but instead he was a man who was God, a man who mm. was, you know, a teacher, but also one who did die on the cross and rose again. So it just it just opens that door to the full gospel so mm. incredibly, so, so incredibly. And, you know, it, there will be those that hear this and cast us off for it because it's too simple to them. Yeah. And, and I really, I, I ask you if you, if you're hearing this and you're, you're mad at us right now, think about your heart a little bit. Think about how maybe could you just try it out. Try sharing the gospel through this uh, yeah. moment in, in our history, in our time every year. That's and try it out. Yeah. See if it, see if it works. <laughs> That's what we're called to do. And, you know, honestly, I don't have much else to say on the topic, but to, to give one last thing, I guess, um, to, to the people is, you know, when we look at Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20, our mission is to go out and spread the gospel. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You know, go preach the good news to every nation, baptizing them. In the name. You know, I can quote it, but we know it, you know. And and it's especially during Christmas, mm-hmm. um, especially is wrong word, but like even during Christmas, I should say, you know, like, and I just want to encourage you guys that, you know, if you've never thought about it, if you've tried to over, over, um, think it and, and overanalyze it. I've done that too. Don't, don't even think that you're not alone in that either, but like just use this time as an opportunity to share Jesus with people in a world that values money over God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's such a great point. Just, just use this time to glorify Jesus. Use this time to bring people's ideas to Jesus because Mm. man, what a waste it would, what a waste it is to not do that. What a yes. waste it is to be, uh, you know, so stuck on our own ideas and thoughts that we decide to deliberately not share Christ because it's it's a season we don't think is right. Right. Instead, just refocus. Even if you're just sharing Christ like normal, I'm betting you because other people think of this season as Jesus's season, you'll have some uh, more open doors than you would ever have before. Mm. And... And so on that note, I mean, I know people will have lots of different opinions on this, but use the season to glorify Christ. Use the season to glorify Christ. And I don't care what specific way you do that, but just Mm -hmm. don't throw that opportunity away because this is such a great opportunity. Amen. So we're we're doing a really good job, Christian. We talked about it beforehand. We're like, we got to make sure we we rein the time in a little bit on these podcasts. <laughs> People don't want an hour and a half of us blabbering on the microphone. So we're doing that on this one. Um, so thank you. Thank you for the topic idea. Christian came up with this yeah. one. 
And um, I know we didn't dig deep into anything if you guys are big history buffs or anything, but that's totally up to you. Go for it. Do it. But what I do encourage you to dig deep into is the story that we've been talking about, the story of Jesus and his birth and uh, Mary and Joseph and the, the travel and the wise men, all of that. Check it out in Luke chapter one and Luke chapter two. That's where you got to read. It won't take you forever because it's just two chapters, but it starts the gospel right there because it starts Jesus being born from God. And that Mm. is pretty incredible. If you guys uh, have comments or anything about, you know, the show, send them our way. Find us again on Facebook at the Live Bold Podcast. Mm. We would love to hear from you. Another big shout out to our monthly supporters who send us, you know, a little financial gift to keep this going. Um, just, just a few bucks a month really does do some awesome things just to pay a couple of the bills to make the podcast happen. But, uh, thank you guys so much. Thanks for tuning into the live bold podcast. Um, I don't know. I don't have much more to say, Christian. You got anything else to say? Not that I've already said. Okay. So. <laughs> well, listen to this. Let me throw it out there. Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you guys are having a, yes, that's right. a good, I mean, you might be listening to this a little before Christmas. That's our intent, but, uh, Merry Christmas. I hope you guys are having mm. some time to share the gospel and share Jesus with others and have some time with your family. Both of those are incredibly, incredibly important. Mm. Over this uh, next few weeks, yeah. uh, our schedule might be a little bit different, but we'll keep it coming with the uh, Live Bold podcast over the next few weeks. So Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Until next time, guys, I'm Harold. I'm Christian. And we'll see you again right here on the Live Bold podcast. And a happy new year We wish you a Merry Christmas We wish you a Merry Christmas We wish you a Merry Christmas And a Happy New Year We wish you a Merry Christmas We wish you a Merry Christmas We wish you a Merry Christmas And a Happy New Year The Live Bold Podcast is a production of 323 Media